Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Just like a bank account needs deposits, your marriage needs some investments to really thrive, and one of the best you can make is spending time together. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage team here at Focus on the Family, and it's really dangerous, Aaron, for uh, somebody in a marriage to think, oh, my spouse is fine. They don't need my attention. I'm done with that. I already put that investment in them. Mm, It is a scary place because what happens is you begin living parallel lives. And as you live your parallel lives, then you start solving problems and handling your emotions individually instead of together. And sometimes when you're living those parallel lives, well, then someone comes along that says, hey, I'll help you out. And, you know, maybe an interest is sparked and it's just a threat Hmm. to the sacred thing called marriage. And so it's recognizing that the pursuit of my spouse is worth it. That connection is something that is so beneficial to both individuals, but also the marriage relationship. And, you know, for me, I desire to be connected with Greg. That's why I got married. And so if I'm not pursuing it, and there's been seasons, I'll be I'll be honest that, you know, my eyes were off on, you know, graduate school or raising kids or whatever. And so it's looking at return back to pursuing your spouse because it is worth it. Mm, I appreciate that passion. And uh, let's go ahead and hear from somebody who really believes the same way. Uh, Gary Thomas is a speaker and author and a pastor, and he's written several amazing books, including Sacred Marriage. And here he is talking with Jim Daly. One of the things a couple can do that you're speaking to their heart right now, Gary, they are living that. They have the teens and they're going, we don't have intimacy. I long for that, but I also have a big to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want that for my husband and me or vice versa. How do they take a, a step or two in that direction? What do they need to do to say tonight it changes or tomorrow morning it changes? The good news for those couples who are frustrated at that point in their relationship is a good marriage isn't something you find, it's something you make, and you can remake it. What happens when you have artificial intimacy, people say, well, we've never built the relationship, and it's not working, so we need to find someone else. And to these couples, I'd say, you know what, you don't even really know what it'd be like to be truly married to each other. You've been teammates. Why don't you try real marriage, an intermingling of souls, and see how that feels before you just divorce, becoming infatuated with someone else, marrying someone else, setting up a new home, and, and just going through a process. I've told couples, because I've, it's almost a cliche to me now, married maybe 13 to 17 years, they're at that stage where they just realize, you know what, we just don't really have anything together. And what I'm saying is you can build something together. And more importantly, God's heart is for you as a couple. He has something for you and want you to discover that and to live that out, right? Right. An intimate marriage requires an intentional pursuit of each other. Many couples would never think of being reckless with their money. You know, they're saving up, they're stacking dollar bill after dollar bill. Now, that can be a responsible thing to do, but they're being reckless with their relationship. They think their marriage can exist on an infatuation that was there 15 years ago, While they never take time to date, they never take time to get away, they never take time to be together, they don't build intimacy apart from their kids, keeping the house running, setting up a home, 
And I call that reckless with the relationship. A relationship has to be fed. Here's the analogy I use at the, at the start of a lifelong love. Too many couples I find view marriage like you're planting a tree. When you first plant a sapling, you stake it, you fertilize it, you water it because you know it's vulnerable and it needs a lot of care and attention. After three or four or five years, that tree is solid, the roots are down, and it just finishes itself. It just grows. I don't think that's the picture of a marriage. I think marriage is more like building a brick house. And you build that thing brick by brick. And if you stop at 80%, the house doesn't finish itself. In fact, it's going to deteriorate because you haven't built the roof. A house needs to be maintained. And that's what a relationship is like between a husband and a wife. You have to build it. You have to maintain it. You have to repair it. You need forgiveness. You need grace. You need fun. You need recreation. You need more times. To not do that is reckless. To not do that is to virtually guarantee that you'll come to that point where we don't really know each other anymore. We don't even really like each other because we're just doing these tasks and they're not fun. You said a few things there that I've gleaned would be good next steps for a couple that find themselves in that rut, in that moment. Uh, to do a date night, to do uh, things together, to have fun together, to take vacation together, uh, apart from the kids. And a lot of moms, um, you know, that's hard for them. They're not separating properly and saying, okay, my sister can take the kids for that weekend. But these are things you need to invest in so that your marriage will survive. I, I tweeted out one time a 30-second kiss, a 30-minute talk, and a three-minute prayer, less than 34 minutes total. If you do that, you'll go to bed a much closer couple. Say it again. A 30-minute talk, a 30-second kiss, and a three-minute prayer. It's not that much of an investment. If you just do that, though, on a daily basis, it's amazing the intimacy that will begin to build. And so I think that's a daily thing you can do. And then I think on a weekly basis, you need a couple hours alone together. And then I think on a yearly basis, you need some days away together. And again, no, some people will say that's not reasonable. It's not financially possible. I would rather you be a little financially reckless by getting some days away than being relationally reckless because ultimately I think your kids will be happier if your relationship of marriage is feeding the family rather than the destruction of your marriage is destroying their childhood. Mm. And now, I'm not saying to be completely reckless financially, but we're so worried about how much this costs financially, we're not asking how much this costs relationally. And so it is setting up priorities. But I think if you're honest, you need about that 35-minute investment every day. You need a couple hours investment every week. And I think you need at least a few days of investment every year. It's some good basic advice from Gary Thomas. And uh, Greg, let me go ahead and turn to you. So um, you've heard those kinds of things. You've said those kinds of things that Gary is about investing in marriage. How have uh, such practices made a difference in your own relationship? Well, I think like all of us, that idea that, yes, we need to spend time together, that, that can feel overwhelming. Like, what what does that really mean? Or is there a simple way to, to kind of remember? And what's really helped me is to think of it as three things. So I can remember three. Number one is have what we call a daily check-in. And this is a, a, a time where it's probably about 10 minutes, 
So this is not like you have to have three hours of a check-in. Although I would like three hours. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know if I could do that. So 10 minutes works. But what what we're doing is that that we're the goal is that we're trying to stay current, um, you know, in the midst of just uncertainty and changing worlds and and just everything that's going on. I want to make sure that I'm spending regular time just checking in with Aaron to see how is she doing, what what's, what's going on, are are there different emotions maybe that she's wrestling with, or is there something in her life right now? That, that's creating stress or anxiety or maybe something that she's really excited about. And, and John, I'm telling you, for a lot of couples, those things are missed in, in as we just do life together. And, and I don't want to miss those. I want, I want to stay current with Aaron. I want to keep rediscovering what, what is going on for her. And the best way to do that is just a quick little 10-minute you know, daily check-in to where oftentimes it's for us, it's, it's at the end of the day. So we're laying in bed. That's a great one at a dinner table has been another place that we've discovered. That's great. What do your high and your low Mm -hmm. is something that really facilitates that sort of discussion. And then it's also important to have a weekly date night. And really what this is, is connecting just the two of us away from everyday life, from the kids, from responsibility at the house. I mean, you can also have a date night at the house, but it's an intentional time of fun that we are connecting and that it's for us. Mm -hmm. And continuing to do that over the years is important because it continues to A, say that we prioritize each other, our relationship, but we're also still having fun together. You know, and a third one, John, is what we call a yearly adventure. And that we need to have an experience at least once a year, preferably more, that that we we get away from our house. We even get out of our city and and we do something that's going to ignite passion in our relationship. Like for Aaron and I, we'll go hiking. So we'll go into Mm -hmm. the mountains of Colorado and, and go for the full day and just, just hike. And there's something about reaching the summit, you know, of a 14,000 foot mountain, for example, that just, that does something for us. It just, it just ignites passion in our relationship. And so when, when you think about having something every day where we're checking in, staying current, where weekly we're thinking about how do we get out of our house and enjoy our city and have a date night, mm-hmm. doesn't have to cost any money. And then thinking about what could we do as some adventure and that's going to just ignite passion. Those three things really help us to make those investments in time together. And I'm guessing we have those three things kind of um, captured in an article online uh, somewhere? We do, yeah. If you come to FocusOnTheFamily.com, come to the marriage page, you will find exactly those three things and many others. Yeah, Greg and Aaron have a whole team of people working to make sure that you get the best stuff possible to keep your marriage going. And uh, that list, along with all sorts of other things, video, audio pieces, uh, articles, uh, links, and Gary Thomas's book, A Lifelong Love, will feature that as well. Um, just stop by, and we'll put the link in the notes. Also, we do have the free marriage assessment. Um, we've mentioned this many, many times. Almost a million people have taken this. It's a very short uh, little quiz um, that will help you understand kind of what your strengths are and maybe an area or two of growth in your relationship. Uh, Join that crowd of almost a million and uh, take it and see how your relationship benefits. Again, all the details are in the episode show notes. 
Well, Gary Thomas joins us again next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.